0: Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Eagle Eye Podcast. It is a pleasure to be upon you guys. Uh these two gentlemen right here. They're my hosts, Christian Rosendo and Dylan Jimenez, aka Cowboy Dan. Gentlemen, welcome to our new home in La Resaca Americanista.
1: How are you guys doing? I'm doing very well. I'm very excited to uh to be under this umbrella, under this new home. And I'm um, I'm I really hope that everyone Finds us entertaining and informative. All righty. Dylan, how you feeling?
2: Turns out I wasn't ready, but I think I am now.
0: Okay. Well, looks like uh, Cowboy Dan has yet to get himself together after vacation. Well, gentlemen, welcome to the Eagle Eye Podcast L3 edition, in which we regularly just cover everything in regards to Club America, everything you guys could ever imagine in English. But seeing as how our boys are off on holiday, we thought let's shift and focus our attention onto the Mexican national team. Gentlemen, we have so much to talk about, so much that we didn't actually get through in the regular season, so much breaking down over there in the in, in concentration with players being left out because of injury, because of drama. So we're going to go down and talk about all of that, and we're going to get you guys ready for these upcoming friendlies against Venezuela tomorrow and this Sunday against, uh, correct me, who are we playing again on Sunday? Oh, man. Wow, you're the uh,
2: and you gonna do there that?
0: go well, <laughs> see, I was hoping that you guys would have your homework done, but it looks like the only one that actually did it was Christian.
2: Well, you can't justify that because I'm 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 condemning you for not having your homework done. I knew it was Ecuador.
0: What? Exactly, exactly. Which, by the way, our very own Cowboy Dan's going to be down there in uh, in Dallas covering the game Arlington. at TNT Stadium. So, uh, for those of you who are going to be part of that, which we'll have so much more to discuss later on, hopefully they're excited to see you, Dylan.
2: Arlington. That's all I got to say.
0: Arlington, Dallas, same thing. Potato, potato.
2: No, they're 30 minutes away from each other.
0: <laughs> yeah, but in the grand scheme of things, it is. It is. Well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome again to the Eye podcast. Thank you to La Resaca La Americanista for opening their doors to us. We hope that this partnership brings forth exactly what we both want, and that is uh, an outreach to both communities and, you know, both being able to grow from that. And we're very excited to kick things off today with our very first episode on the podcast, uh, I mean, excuse me, on the channel for the podcast and uh, couldn't be any happier. So, gentlemen, let's get jump straight into it. And I think uh, we might as well just start at the beginning. And that is the 29-man squad that Tata Martino announced in regards to the uh, to, to the Gold Cup. Do do you, gentlemen, have that, or do you, do I need to pull that up
1: as well? I think you need to pull that up because um, you know, I wasn't wasn't prepared. <clears throat> well, well, well. Uh, Dylan,
0: what do you uh? What you? What was your initial reaction to to at least knowing that Tata Martino came in with a very very limited squad in regards to the forty that he's allowed to have?
2: Yeah, I thought it was very strange. You know, um, I, I I bet like I, like you said, you know, we'll kind of get into it too a little bit. But you know, especially with all this drama and injuries, that he's wishing he made the made named forty names instead.
0: Did we ever imagine the situation coming up? Uh, to fruition because of everything that had uh, that we were expecting in regards to the national team or no?
2: No, I mean, I don't. I don't really think so. I mean, it's kind of it's it's kind of strange, especially with the players turning down uh, their call ups too. You know, a lot of controversy there too. And I know a lot of people all over all over Twitter, especially saying, you know, if you know they didn't didn't accept it, then they don't need to get called back. And, you know, it's it's understandable, too, because a lot of people, a lot of people are pushing, you know, especially like for the likes of uh, Linus Macias and a couple of youngsters too just, you know, go ahead and start that generational shift. You know, um, <clears throat> I kind ca- of I kind of see that happening too a little bit. But, you know, uh, at the same time, you don't because, I, like I said, like, you know, like Linus and Macias, you know, both went to the U20 World Cup.
0: Okay, well, let me let me give you guys the names of the uh, of of the players that were in the preliminary roster. Of course, in goal you have Guillermo Choa, Jonathan Orozco, Hugo Gonzalez, Raúl There's Four goalkeepers that got called up. One of them is going to get the axe. Uh, defenders, you have Nestor Arajo, Jesus Gallardo, Miguel Lagun, who then later is uh, is is left out because of injuries. Cesar Montes, Hector Moreno, Fernando Navarro, Diego Reyes, Luis Rodriguez, George Sanchez, Carlos Salcedo. And then in the midfield, you had Edson Alvarez, Jonathan Dos Santos, uh, Marco Fabián, who now we know as of recent that he is out as well because of injury. Andres Mm -hmm. Guardado, Eric Gutierrez, Luis Montes, Orbelin Pineda, Carlos Rodriguez, Ivan Rodriguez. And up top, you had uh, Roberto Alvarado, Uriel Antuna, Irvin Lozano, who also had to drop out because of injury. And then you Mm -hmm. have uh, Raúl Jiménez, Rodolfo Pizarro, and Alexis Vega. So now let's just... Without jumping into the into the fact that we already have some of these players that uh, are out, let's talk about the names that aren't here to begin with, right? Okay. Let's talk about uh, basically the, the big four, which is Vela, Chicharito, Herrera, and Corona.
1: All mm-hmm. left out, right? Yes, but supposedly because of they had uh, excuses. I don't know. Some of them I, I can understand others uh I don't understand and I think uh, they should be ashamed of them of themselves for not accepting the call-up because you you really see in other nations uh players of other nationalities who dream about getting called up and you know these are regulars getting called up and now they just want to refuse the call-up uh, I don't I don't know that just kind of doesn't fly with me Dylan
2: yeah um somebody correct me if i'm wrong but teacher didn't come because he was expecting his wife to give birth and they yeah. wouldn't let him go yeah that that one i understand you know the rest you yeah. know I, I it doesn't make any sense at all it really doesn't like this is supposed to be like a pride thing to you know like you get to represent your country and you know I, I bet a lot of mexican players wish they could but you know don't get the chance like these players do and then they turn it down mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and then we'll not, talk about some of these players that are on the roster that maybe we think shouldn't be on here but then again who would you substitute them out for if the case is that everyone's just not willing to come there's Maris. there is Osmar mods I'm sure he oh. would love to call up oh um let's look at the let's look at each situation individually and we won't talk too much into it because again we don't want to extend this even further um but of course you have a player like carlos Vela. Right? Mm-hmm. Someone who I think we knew this was gonna happen eventually because he's always had this type of I guess way of, of, of coming off of you know, in regards to people. For him, soccer isn't a big thing. Mm-hmm. We know that. He sees it more as a job. In fact, that this is just what he does because he's good at it and he can make a good living out, off of yeah. it, right? And that's mm-hmm. that's that's pretty much it. Um, I mean, it shouldn't be to no surprise. After the whole, you know, 2014 incident, you know, he makes it to the 2018 World Cup, okay. And now, yes, he's having a good season with LAFC, and he just wants to focus on, you know, his words exactly are, I want to focus on my family and my club, you know. Okay, that's that. I get it. I You know, it, it is what it is. He tried to save face, but let's face it, he doesn't care about coming to the national team. Right? Yeah. No, no, no. Corona. A player that has been kind of in the limelight, if you want to say, or want to call it in a bad way, because of the first call up in which Tata Martino requested him. He didn't come because of supposed in, supposedly he was injured. And I remember I was at that press conference and and, Mar- and Tata Martino was very upset at the fact that, you know, that situation was dealt very poorly by the club, and by the player. So that already got him on the wrong foot. You know, do we know what the official story is within Corona and, and him not coming to the national team? Is it still injury, or what is it?
1: It's supposedly... No, there are mixed reports. Supposedly it's still injury, but then the the main one, I'm pretty sure, is just the bridges burned between Tata and, and Tecatito, so that's probably the reason why he didn't get called up.
0: Okay. And then, of course, you have... Hector Arrera, who came out openly and said, look, I want to focus on myself. I want to focus on my family and I want to focus on my future. Mm-hmm. He's, He's like, I've played an abundant amount of games. Okay, we get that.
1: We're not the that. only one, right? Mm-hmm. He's not the only one. So like, that that's what I'm saying. Like excuses like that, like I get it. You know, you you're you're gonna be at a new club. You want to get yourself situated. I get it. I understand. But you know, you're you know, there's has to be other people, you know, for you to kind of get in contact with, to try to help you with that process. You know, you don't have to go through it alone. You know, you have a duty to your to your national team, to your country, to play to play in an in the official tournament. You know, you really shouldn't uh, what's it called? You shouldn't really decline that call up because, like uh, Dylan said, there are many other players who would who would dream about getting called up at least once time. And for him to say, "Oh yeah, I played so many Mexico games. You know, I don't want to get, I don't want to go for uh, to this tournament." It's just, it, it's ridiculous in my opinion.
0: It really is. It it, it really, really is. And anything you guys want to add on in regards to these plays before we kind of go and dive deep into the rest of the the rest of the call up? Mm, no,
2: just like like you said, you know, just kind of real quick, we hit it on the point.
0: Yeah, I think it's fair enough. You know, we said what we had to say. It, it's kind of been addressed by other people as well in regards mm-hmm. to, you know, what's been been saying said across the whole uh, national team, you know, debate and everything. But I I think it's fair enough to say that look, these players should have came if they really wanted to, they would have been here. Mm-hmm. Um, question is, do you have them come back ever again?
1: Um. Well, we we gotta we gotta take it player by player. Um. Hector Herrera will be turning 20, 29 or 30. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah.
1: Okay. Well, yeah. you know, I, I d- people have different, people have different opinions about the national team and how it should be, uh, you know, planned out for the future. Uh, My thing is, you know, if, if you're not, you know, if you're not going to be in that kind of like circle to be considered for the, for the next world cup, I don't think you should be called up anymore. I think we're, we're done with you. Thank you for your time, but you know we're you know, we don't we don't we don't need you anymore. We need to focus on the new players, the the generation the generational change you guys were talking about earlier. Let's focus on that. So you know players like like you know like Chicharito, hector Etorreza, because I don't I really don't think he has a spot in next World Cup. That's just my opinion. I don't know what you two might think. and the players like that. I don't. I'm fine with them not being called up anymore. Yeah. I
0: and and look. The, the national team is going through a transitional phase in which there's a new generation coming you have to accept that but there's still key uh, important players in this uh in in this call up that maybe aren't so young but can still play a vital role whether they make it to the world cup or not that's 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 going to be a whole different story but they they prove pivotal to gain to to making sure that this team takes the right steps in the right directions along the way Mm-hmm. You know, but yeah, I yeah mean, If the, they don't want to be part, of mean, it... go
2: ahead. I mean, I, ahead. I i think, I think, I think some of them maybe realize that too. I mean, cause, I, cause, I mean, I, it's a it's a different topic, but I didn't didn't to, like was it yesterday or today that the interview with Chicharito was was released? He said something about like, uh, um, oh, they're trying to make they're trying to make uh the thing like better for the to, for the younger generation coming up or something like that. I was kind of confused on his comments a little bit, so I'm not, I'm not too for
0: sure. he's basically criticizing as well too. Is is sometimes the players are the first line of defense to get blamed at, but in reality, uh, you know they're not looking deep enough into what's going on and whether or who actually you know benefits, you know, from the rewards of of the Mexican national team actually succeeding. It's not always in the Mexicans, you know, it, it, the, yeah. the players. Excuse me. It's usually you know the people behind everything. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, well, uh, we'll definitely have to keep an eye out on on that throughout this whole World Cup process. And it's it's crazy enough to think about the fact that we're saying that. But, you know, yes, you, you kind of have to keep that in mind, you know. And we'll, we'll have to see whether or not this kind of goes or it kind of just gets buried, you know. So, yeah, I mean. That's it. That's kind of that. I mean, those are the four big names, quote unquote, if you want to put it, that didn't get called up right away. Of mm-hmm. course, now we're going to break into it a little bit more and say, okay, this is what's, this is what's now happened. So anything else you guys want to add on before we get into it? Because it's, uh, it, it should be a good discussion.
1: Yep. I'm good.
0: Alrighty. Well, let's get straight into it. Well, the preliminary squad is roughly almost decided itself at this point. I think all he needs to do is cut a goalkeeper and uh, two more players, which uh, if I'm looking at it, we potentially could have two players already that are injured or potentially could be injured and be left out. So we talked about uh, Marco Fabian being left out uh, as of today, this morning. They, I think they, they officially announced that he will not be making it because of a sprained uh, ankle, correct?
2: yeah sprained ankle
0: sprained ankle which it, i mean it's sprained you think that would be more than enough you know
2: who knows i mean there's got to be something else behind it too but from what i've seen it's it's a sprained ankle
0: okay all righty then you have a player like miguel Ayun, who has had to come out because he's, of, yeah uh, he's
2: getting surgery. surgery yeah he's getting surgery
0: Definitely. Uh, you know, we wish him a speedy recovery, but unfortunately won't be there. Then you have another player like Orbeni. Uh, Irvin Lozano, who is also out because of injury. Yeah. And, yeah, like good yeah. and that's
1: a huge uh, blow, honestly.
2: Yeah, that really is. That really is. And it was and, a nasty one, too, in, during that game. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying because... Well obviously cuz you know he's the a big talent he's kind of our our player our our star. I'm not saying just only cuz of that. That that position is very limited in this uh in this roster and for him to be out and basically have maybe one player fill in his uh his role, you know, we're going to depend a lot on that one player and hopefully he doesn't pick up an injury cuz then you know then our whole thing is going to have to change <laughs> because there isn't many players who can play that position in this roster.
0: Yeah, that that uh, we're looking like we're very thin in that department as well. Mm-hmm. Um, now looking again, so we had those two players get knocked out, right? Um, three, excuse me. We had those three already. Yeah, three out.
2: Yeah.
0: And now you have potentially, uh, if I'm not mistaken, Ivan Rodriguez. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, uh,
1: Ivan.
0: and who's the other player? I just had him right here. Is it Carlos Rodriguez? No, right? No, it's not Carlos Rodriguez.
2: No, it's not Carlos Rodriguez. No
0: um help me oh
1: is, it, is it is it Chaka? i was
2: just reading this too i think it's Chaka. i think so too yeah
1: but even even then you
0: and then well while, while we figure out that name even then that's two players already potentially that are going to be left out mm,
1: yes
2: you know so it's just this is basically getting trimmed for that time. So himself
0: yeah so <laughs> i think i tweeted it out at to to our good friend mr tom marshall uh, I said this is process of elimination due to injuries. Really, at this point, the the list is picking itself. You know. Mm-hmm. So.
2: Yeah, it's, it's really starting to, and that's it's kind of a scary thing, too. Um, but then again, you know, it's all thought thus far, and not not going to four forty. Mm,
1: I wouldn't I wouldn't put the whole blame on Tata because. Well, okay, enough... okay.
2: I mean, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. You're right. i I, I, I did. It, it came out like that, but I didn't really necessarily mean it like that.
1: Right, no, but I do understand though, he should have, you know, kind of taken more precautions and maybe calling up a few more players because he knew he knew some of the players were going to be in doubt for this. You know, he had to know that Angel might 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 have missed the world, uh, the gold cup because of a potential team change, so they had to talk about that. He knew Chicharito was probably going to miss, you know, he knew Losana wasn't going to be 100, percent so you know, he could have taken a few more precautions, I agree, but you know, like you said though, I don't think it's fully his, uh, his fault for this.
2: Yes, it's also. That's it. That's potentially um, going to be yes. On two. There you go. Injured,
1: yeah. you. Another player that's potentially
0: going to be missing out. I mean, at this point, you might just have to play. You might just have to keep all four four goalkeepers. <laughs> Honestly,
2: one <laughs> to play center back.
0: And yeah, you are just gonna have to chuck him up there in the last minute. Hopefully, you get some Muñoz going. <laughs> there you go. So that is the worrisome thing about this this mm-hmm. roster at this point is that. You're playing so thin, you know, and and to think if, if we're already being plagued, you know, if we're already being plagued with all these injuries, then it makes you wonder, once the competition starts, are most of these players going to continue to stay healthy? Because, look, I'm looking at this, and I can see uh, a lot of injury-prone players. I'm looking at Diego Reyes. I'm looking at Jonathan Los Santos, I'm looking at Andres Guardado. No, I'm looking at Alexis Vega. And 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 I see players that are known to be, get
1: injured. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: And let's let's be honest, you know. Uh we'll talk about it too later, but like AT&T Stadium hasn't really been kind
1: oh, to the yeah. national
2: team either. And th- that's the scary part too.
0: Yeah that's that's true that that that's gonna be a little bit worrisome whether or not uh you know we can walk out of here with all our players you know
2: yeah i I think I think you know that should be uh, priority number one at this point too <laughs> making sure we walk out with healthy players
0: I think the mindset's just not right coming into this you know Let's be honest. I know it's
2: but... it, 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 it's a weird vibe, especially like you know at, at first, you know you're kind of you're you're starting to like just to get the feel of the vibe, especially with the first first batch of friendlies, and then you know all of a sudden you know the drama happens, injuries happens, these friendlies are coming up and the goal is coming up, and you're just getting like this weird weird vibe, and you don't know how to really describe it.
0: Mm-hmm. It doesn't feel like there's a summer tournament on on its way for Mexico. It Really feels like we're just trying to dodge some bullets here. Yeah. I mean, anything else you guys want to talk about in regards to this squad, and then we'll get to more potential, you know, possibly even formations. Mm-hmm.
1: No, I think I think no. we're on everything. Yeah.
0: I mean, it just just it 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 really baffles me because I don't think we've seen a process like this, and 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 you know, the thing that I I'm looking back at really is that. Let's face it. The last Gold Cup we were at did not go well for us. Got eliminated in the semifinals. Granted, yes, it wasn't the biggest uh, the biggest call up. Yes, there was a whole bunch of players from the league, and whatever, maybe the uh, the talent wasn't there exactly to what we were expecting and hoping. But that team should have should have been able to to comply and go through to the next round, and maybe potentially beat the U.S. in the final. Didn't get that, but. That's one bad Gold Cup. Now you're coming into this next cycle, and again, you're having issues. You're having drama. You're having in your own backyard where you're supposed to be the dominant side, the dominant force in regards to CONCACAF. And you're showing up, hobbling to the field, barely making it, trying to get past the finish line? I mean... What does that really say about us? Can we really call ourselves the Giants of CONCACAF if if we're we're coming at this?
1: Not with that mentality. Yeah, I mean,
2: no, not really. I mean, it's really hard to, but, you know, people are still going uh, especially to, the, especially the media, the press, you know, they're going to. And I think uh, every Gold Cup, I, I, we got to be favorites. And uh, people always say it's a tournament that we should win every time too and so um but you know especially with with the way things have been the vibe that we're getting it's really hard to look at it that way and you know i'm pretty sure a lot of people will like not like really to hear that but i mean like it's just weird you know i'll see it when i'll see i'll believe it whenever i see it the way this team comes out and play tomorrow sunday too and how their opening game um goes in the gold cup okay christian
1: no yeah i 100 agree uh, like dylan said you know we were the national team the mexican national team is supposed to win it every single time this tournament appears and anything less is uh it's a huge huge underachievement so i think this will be a true test to everyone that gets called up and makes the final 23 this will be a true test to their mentality and how much they they uh they value their national team call up and let's see them prove everyone all the doubters wrong like you said the real vibe is coming from everybody all the media you know they they don't think these guys can pull out the the victory so it's up to them to prove everyone wrong do you guys still with all these injuries with everything that we've been talking about do you
0: still see this national team as a possib- as as candidates to win it all
1: i do i think this this is a, a still a very strong squad despite all the injuries and all the all the absences so i do think we can still win the World, the gold cup
2: yeah, I like, but yeah, like, like I was saying too, like either way, I mean, I still feel like, you know, you're, you're going to be favored. You're going to be deemed as a, as the team that should win the gold cup, especially not just like as media, but you know, for the, from the team too, as well from the Federation, you know, um, like I said, we still got the talent there. It's just, you know, uh, you didn't really have some of these players in the first round of friendlies. And so now, you know, it's kind of like a crunch time. You know, you got to get the system down. You got to get the tactics down that thought was going to put out. And it's just really going to be, um, I feel like we'll talk about it too. I feel like both starting 11s between these two friendlies are going to be something similar to what we'll see in the first game of the gold cup. And that's something that you got to watch out for too. Uh, these players got to stay focused and honed in at all times uh, during training.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, and they've, they've been practicing with each other for quite some time. Uh, some obviously a little bit longer with each other, but it will be interesting to see how the chemistry has been building within the past couple of days. And then, of course, a friendly game tomorrow—whether or not they're actually clicking—that's going to be important as well.
2: Yeah, oh yeah, definitely important. You know, like I said, like you just you see preparation and the build-up to it. You know, um, these trainings and the games are going to be huge and crucial to this team. Not, and not not just for the team, too, in my opinion, but for Tata.
0: Definitely, and and I want to jump to something real quickly. Now that we're talking about the, the squad, and and I, our good friend Carlos Diaz brings it up perfectly. Here is, you know, Costata is is known that his formation for this national team is definitely most likely going to be that four three three. Whether or not we have the players for that is another question. No. Hmm. Mm.
2: I mean, I mean, unless you want to get into the lineup that's already been put out, I think, I don't know if it's confirmed, but there's there's been some lineups that I've been seeing already. I don't know if I'm going to name it off. Yeah, go for it. So apparently tomorrow we're going to see Orozco, Reyes, Araujo, Gallardo, Navarro. Navarro, my bad, uh, Carlos Rodriguez, Edson, uh, Guti, um, Piojo uh Pizarro, and Jimenez.
0: Okay, that's actually what you would expect, right? So I Navarro like, uh, on the right, Gallardo on the left. You have Reyes, and who's the other center back? Arajo. And Arajo. Okay. I mean, it's, the only reason I ask is because, look, depth wise, I think we have plenty to go in the midfield. It's our wide play that is yeah. our concern.
2: Yeah, that that's what I was thinking too. The um, I don't know. We'll we'll see what happens too. Because I don't know. Like I guess I'm. I, I do not know. It's kind of hard for me to say because I don't think I've seen enough of Pisado, But I don't really see Pisato as that wide player.
0: But he's played it with with that. Yeah, he's he to San Diego. Uh, he he did it really well. The people the people loved him. He he showcased, and he started making himself kind of a real candidate for the Gold Cup at that point in that position. So you could see why, you know, Tata would use him there. I personally see him more in the midfield as well, but it looks like we might just have to run with him being a winger at, you know, during this gold cup.
2: Yeah. So, um, I mean, you know, if, if it works with Tata, you think it'd work again, you know, but we'll see come tomorrow too.
0: We'll have to wait and see. Uh, But I just want to bring that up because I know in, in the wide department, we're pretty, we're pretty low. I mean, you have just, Antuna, Piojo, Pizarro, and I mean well,
2: uh, I f- pretty much, it,
1: pretty much it. You you can have Orbelin Pineda play there. He's played a couple of times in Cruz Azul, but uh I don't I don't think he prefers that that position though. So you know, yeah. like I like I mentioned earlier, that that blow uh to and to the final, yeah, to some was very huge because as we just saw, we're very limited on that on that position. Yeah. So it's gonna be interesting to see what Tata does,
0: and I'm hoping, and um, I'm hoping that uh, tomorrow we get a clear indication of whether or not he's really gonna stick with that four-three-three, or whether he's had to throw it all all away and start from scratch and it's something new. I don't
2: know. It's gonna, yeah, it be interesting. But you
0: Ooh.
2: know, no, I, yeah. I think, I think, I, really I, think so, I think something pretty close to what what I just said is gonna be something to look out for tomorrow.
0: We'll have to wait and see. But mm-hmm. now that we're on the subject of tomorrow, let's uh, let's talk because uh, the Mexican national team is on its way. Well, they're already on over there already. But uh, yeah. the Mexican national team is going to be in Atlanta, and they're going to be facing off against Venezuela, none other than mm-hmm. uh, your uh, your boy uh, Joseph Martinez's uh, mm-hmm. national team, Christian. So yeah, he's called up, correct? I mean, it'd be kind of crazy to even question that. To be honest,
1: you want to know the truth. I have no yeah. idea, to be honest. I'm pretty sure he would be called up because they are competing in, in Copa America, so this should be used as preparation game. So I would assume he is called up. Yeah,
0: that's what I'm expecting as well mm-hmm. for the pep- uh, for him to be kind of the starter and the main man for, for Venezuela. Mm-hmm. Not to say that they don't have other players that can do the job as well, and we'll go into a little bit more detail in regards to that, but let's focus a little bit on the national team and what we can expect in regards to to tomorrow's game now Dylan you gave us a predicted lineup that you saw you saw out there um I know our good friend Mr. Chicken Nugget was saying that he's seen a couple of different reports my question now is what is your guys predicted lineup for tomorrow because I think it's interesting uh you know just for us to try to make it because can you imagine if if we're having a hard time with it can you imagine what uh the coaches is going through at the moment
2: I mean, yeah, it, it is true, you know. I, but you know, I think I think what I what, what I said. I think I'm gonna stick with that.
1: Yeah, the only the only question I do have about that starting eleven, and I don't know if you guys wanna wanna kind of give your two cents about this, but um, you know, you have Orozco starting in in goal in goalie. Like, does that does that raise an alarm for you guys, or do you think he's just trying to figure out who he would put in in case of an emergency?
0: I mean, I, don't, I, I, think, I don't... Memo think Memo starts tomorrow. Did Memo starts tomorrow? So you don't think? No, your backup goalkeeper is decided on on Sunday. Mm, okay. Yeah. yeah, that's a good I point see... to point
1: out too.
0: Yeah, I don't see. I don't see how Memo doesn't start on mm. uh tomorrow. Yeah. Traising the question. But I think you're right. I think in regards to the formation or, or what we can expect, you know, I I think it's definitely. Memongo with I think your back line seems reasonable, you know, with Navarro, Reyes, Arajo, and Gallardo. And I mean the midfield, I mean it could get composed out of anything really, and, and you still see some pretty good uh, some pretty good play down there. And then um up top, I mean if that's the case, then that's the case with Piojo, Pizarro on the wing, and then uh Rose the main man, man himself.
1: yeah.
2: Main the
0: team. main man himself, and I think that's the it. Uh, I mean, you have him, but do you really have someone that can come in off the bench and give you kind of the same? You I don't, don't think so. I don't think you that's don't. the mm-hmm. case. Mm-hmm. Because when Chicharito was in town, you at least know that you had Raul Jimenez coming off the bench, or mm-hmm. at least in Oribe Peralta.
1: Mm-hmm. Nah, now
0: you don't have anything like that, which is... A lot of people called uh, called it a bit concerning that you had no real out-and-out striker outside of Alexis Vega. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: You know,
1: which is controversial
0: if he's there, right? It's controversial, and we're not going to get too much into the detail of it because, at the end of the day, everyone has their rights to comment and to think and feel a certain way whether a player should be there or not. But if we're talking about a squad that could have been at least, I mean, at most 40 players, I, I would have thrown in a Henry Martin, right? Someone <laughs> someone there. And it's not because we're being biased because we cover America or anything, but it's because you want potential strikers that have gone and at least showcase that they can do it, you know?
1: Correct. You have Henry. Yeah, Who yeah. else?
0: Who else is another good strik- striking option?
1: Macias what well,
0: yeah, was gonna be potentially good, could get called up that was not gonna go to the to the under twenties. Yeah, you know, versus,
1: but
2: still, you did flu. say name somebody.
0: Okay, name someone that could have gone
1: that was not in the under twenties.
2: But he could have gone.
1: No, he couldn't. He couldn't. You had a you had to be called to the first forty, right? Mm-hmm. And then from there, you get to get picked. So anyone that wasn't mentioned in the in the first in the first list. Couldn't be called up anymore, which is a shame. Exactly, but he just didn't get the call. Correct, because he chose Mexico. He chose the the World Cup instead of the Gold Cup. Yeah.
2: I mean, I think that I I think you know going back to the problem too is you don't see a lot of Mexican strikers. Uh, I, you know, the, all you I go. can think of really is Henny Martin, too. So I can't think of anybody else.
1: And that's been our problem for these past couple of years. We just can't seem to produce any any real you know real strikers and you know will this uh come to haunt us in the future i hope not i hope i hope alexis Vega can catch some steam i hope Masias continues to do what he's doing and you know maybe Henry martin can catch team here here and there so you know we just gotta hope that you that these players can can pick up their form and and really and really challenge the, the, that spy in the national team
0: <laughs> our good friend mr chicken a good said well diaz and then chicken little said el churpias <laughs> nice <laughs> I think they're. Uh, I think they're spot on on that. They're definitely yeah, spot on. on. Um, but no, yeah. I, I mean, look, that's a whole discussion for a whole different topic for a whole different time about whether or not Mexico's producing, whether or not you know is the talent there. What's Mexico doing wrong in, in regards to youth development? Blah blah. We you hear it all over Twitter. You you hear the rants. This is not that podcast for it, but it is. We will we will raise a bit of concern and that's pretty much as far as we'll go because I don't really want to lose ourselves too much into details while we still have two other games to preview. Um, but, yeah, it doesn't look like we have much of a striking option outside of Raul and Alexis Vega. And mm-hmm. one of, what happens if, you know, knock on wood, but one of them gets injured? Now you're playing with just one striker.
1: Yeah, exactly. So it it, it can get tough, especially if... If the strikers have an off game and, you know, you you need a, you know, you need a fresh, fresh mindset, fresh pair of legs up there, you don't, you're not going to have that anymore. He's going yeah. to 90, gonna play, have to play the whole 90, basically play the whole tournament without getting a rest. That's, that's a bit deadly.
2: It really is. If you ask me. Yeah, it is.
0: So then, okay. We'll... we'll jump from that and go straight back to what we were trying to originally do. And that's preview the game against Venezuela tomorrow. So we can expect that lineup most likely, you know, regardless of what we get, I think it's, it's still going to be reasonable. 4-3-3. enough to continue, You know, it's, it's, it's most likely going to be that four, three, three, unless, unless you see, you know, anything to, to, to point otherwise, but we'll, we'll know more about that as the days go by, as the day goes by, excuse me. But what can we expect from this team to play? Because if if I'm looking at what we've seen in the past couple of games, it's it's really, I guess I want to say possession,
1: right? I can, I can see that. I also see a lot of a lot of high pressure, especially with that midfield when you have uh Charlie uh, Rodriguez and Eddie Gutierrez. I really feel they're high pressing players, and if they if they can be annoying. Uh, especially in that midfield and as an alvarez can do as alvarez you know they're, they're, it's gonna be it's gonna be an interesting match to watch Dylan what can you see
0: this team playing at yeah,
2: yeah you know um kind of like we said earlier too just just feeling each other out again too um you know it's gonna be a whole different um uh, scenario though know, with some especially some players that weren't there in the last friend season two you know just trying to get that feel you know just uh get the the system down, the tactics down, you know. Um, just and I, I kind of agree with Christian too. Just playing, just playing that possession game, you know. Some pressing too, um, you know. Just looking for a lot of, you know. I think we'll see some mistakes here and there, obviously too. But you know, this is really that time, you know, to polish, you know, especially in that last game against Ecuador like, too, the right there. It's to the polish up, you know, uh, going into the first game of the Gold Cup.
0: Now the first game is going to be against Cuba, which maybe that should be a sigh of relief, but it's not to say that this is an easy tournament. Just because of you know the names that are being thrown ahead of us, mm-hmm. I'm looking at this Canada side that we're gonna eventually have to face against. And That's the second game. They can they can definitely give us a run for our money.
1: They've been improving. Um, I still don't see them as a as a major threat other than their what is their star player the 18 year old Alfonso Davis. Alfonso Davis, yeah. So you know they they they're improving. I have to admit they are improving. But are they really that much of a threat to us? Uh, I, I don't think so. Not yet, at least. If enough players start dropping like flies, yeah. they might. Well, that's the, only, that's the only way I can see this becoming a little bit difficult. But if everyone remains healthy, then of, of what's remaining, then, you know, I don't, I don't think we should have any problems in the group stage.
0: Okay. Okay. Well, how confident are we in tomorrow? That's a better question. I'm pretty
1: confident.
2: Yeah, I'm pretty. Uh, I'm, yeah, I'm about right there too.
1: You know, other than maybe three or four players on Venezuela, you know, they they really, you know, they're, they're another nation that's improving a lot. But I I've talked to my to my friends, to my Colombian friends, you know, my Brazilian friends, and you know, they really don't don't really see Venezuela as a, as a major threat in their tournament. And they told me, they assured me, you know, expect it to be a little bit, a little bit, you know, a little choppy. They're gonna they're gonna possess it a little bit, but they really shouldn't give you any any real threats, in my opinion. unless um they're two the two-star players and Joseph Martinez and uh, and Rondon can get going, then you know if you limit them, it should be an easy game. And they have a really good young goalkeeper, if I'm not mistaken,
0: correct? That is this, this yeah, I think so. I remember he had himself a pretty good um World Cup elimination matches in which he kept some of the teams at bay.
1: Mm-hmm. And some of the top teams, too. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, we'll, we'll definitely have to wait and see. But I, I think we can expect this Mexican side to come out and play Tata Martino's way. High press. Get the whole hold of the ball. Move it around. Try to get themselves a good feel of whether or not they're better off attacking through the middle or through the wings. Uh, with this 4-3-3, you definitely see how they can expand. But I, I really can also see them being very narrow. in in this game as well, just depending on how well uh, Venezuela can either, you know, hold themselves down the middle or hold themselves out wide. One of them is going to have to give.
2: Something has to give. I think it's Mexico is just going to give and come out on top.
0: We'll have to wait to see if that is true. but and, 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 to,
2: and to me, uh, to me, you know, to, um, I, I think, I think too, it comes down a lot to that, that final third, you know, cause you know, um, just kind of mentioned to, you know, you got Rahul, he managed, you know, obviously coming off a, a good season with roles and, you know, it kind of, for me, a, a player to watch to see, if he can keep doing what he was doing, especially um, in England and then, you know, uh, on the wings too with, you know, if it is going to be pushed and Piojo too, you know, if, if they can go out and, and uh, be creative and, you know, uh, um find the spaces, you know, you know, this dribble pass player, you know, giving a shot off or, or that, that final pass to give Rowe a chance. If, if he has the chance to, you know, to shoot on goal, but you know, it's just, it's just that final third is a place to look out for too um in this game.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It definitely, it's, uh it's going to be something that, that, that we're going to have to kind of keep in mind, right?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you have to keep it in mind.
0: In the end, I think we could be reasonable with with, with how this game should go for Mexico. Uh, and with everything we said and everything that we kind of have in mind, what do you guys think is 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 the outcome for tomorrow's match?
2: Um, I'm going to go 2-1, my classic.
0: 2-1, all right. Christian, 4-1. 4-1. Okay, all right. Being a little bit, uh, a little bit
1: adventurous with our results, aren't we? I just think this team's gonna surprise everybody. I I don't know why everyone's being so pessimistic uh, pessimistic about this national team as of lately. Um, I really hope they they just come out swinging and you know start start shutting them out. So. okay,
0: okay. Well, I'm going one one. This is what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm going one one because <laughs> i don't I just don't see this team gelling just yet. I'm not saying this is gonna be a terrible gold cup. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying at the stage right now where we're at, where the team is at, where the players are at, where the coach is at, I just don't see enough gel to bring it all together. I think I still see a a one one draw mm-hmm. you know
1: that's understandable.
0: I see a mistake being made, and because of that, it cost us a goal and i I see us being creative enough to score one, but maybe not having enough to pull back another one because we still don't know exactly what we're playing at because we still don't know what players are gonna be doing, you know
2: that mistake caused by the oious
0: or yeah, he's probably the most likely <laughs> candidate to do that.
2: <laughs> I'm telling you
0: we'll have to wait and see, but hopefully um. Hopefully good things things we see tomorrow. I think tomorrow game, people should focus more on what the players do as a collective, the good things and the bad things, rather than the result itself, you know? It's whether or not can this team work together, can these players play together, and has Tata Martino have in his locker room enough to pull it all together in time for the Gold Cup, which is, believe me or not, a week away.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, it's approaching very quickly, so you know there's a lot of work to do in these in these two friendlies. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Well, tomorrow's game.
0: Correct me if I'm wrong. Is at uh, five thirty p.m. Pacific time, right? Yes, it is. Tomorrow's game against Venezuela. Mexico will be facing off against them in the Mercedes Benz <laughs> Arena in Atlanta. It's gonna be at 5 30 p.m. Pacific time, 7 30 central. And of course, for our friends down at the East Coast, that is going to be at 8 30 in the night. That is going to be broadcasted live through Univision Deportes. And uh, well, you guys will be able to watch that on that uh on that channel. And if you guys for whatever reason will not be able to watch that game, for whatever reason, you guys can always keep up to date with everything going on in regards to that match. And, uh, and many more stuff in regards to Mexico and your favorite Club America. You guys can always keep in tune to our Twitter page, which is a uh, got in its new uh, a new name. If, if uh, you guys haven't seen the EY podcast has now transitioned itself on Twitter as Resaca America U.S. For those of you who didn't hear me, it is Resaca America U.S. As that is our new Twitter handle, you guys can find everything in regards to the Mexican national team this summer there, and everything in regards to uh, Las Águilas del América in that department as well. So it's uh, it's definitely going to be uh, it's definitely going to be interesting, an interesting uh, match tomorrow. I mean, I don't know what, what more do you guys have in mind? No, I
2: mean, like, like you said, you know, you're gonna have those mistakes, but you know, it's it's gonna be have to be. Uh, nearly crisp, you know, because like you said, a week away, you know, you got to you got to be able to gel together and figure out this chemistry with the team, and, and I think I think we'll see that tomorrow.
1: Okay, okay, Christian, mm-hmm. no, hundred percent agree with
0: Dylan. All righty, well, gentlemen, let's jump from Wednesday and let's take a time machine and jump all the way to Sunday because it is a big one down in Arlington, Texas. Just 30 minutes away from Dallas. The Mexican national team will be playing up against Ecuador at the AT&T Stadium, which is at 4 p.m. Pacific time, 6 Central, 7 Pacific. Uh, 7 Eastern, excuse me. Dylan, this is an important game for you because this will be your first game under the Eagle Eye podcast that you go cover.
2: Thank I know, man. I'm excited. I really
0: am. Tell the, people, tell the people what to expect from Cowboy Dan at the AT&T Stadium.
2: A lot of Cowboy stuff.
0: <laughs> a lot of Cowboy stuff. We're trying to get a mechanical bull in which you guys can go and ride. And if you last more than three minutes on said bull, Cowboy Dan will personally make you some amazing brisket barbecue.
2: Oof. This could be so good. It could be so tender. You don't even need barbecue sauce with that brisket.
0: You will definitely, definitely not. So uh, our very own Cowboy Dan is going to be down at the stadium. So if you guys are going to be going down there to Arlington, check it out. Check him out. He's going to be walking around the stadium parking lot. He's going to be walking around saying hi to all of you guys. And and I know a lot of you guys have seen this on Twitter because I know I'm seeing it. And I think it's tremendous. I mean, amazing what the Mexican national team is doing. Oh. And that is, they are hosting a FIFA tournament, and this tournament you can enter if you're within the uh, within the Arlington, Dallas area. You can enter this competition, play, and work your way up. And if you potentially are the final candidate, you get to go one on one with none other than El Matador Hernandez. Against him, you will be playing FIFA. But not only will you be playing FIFA, but you will also you will also be playing inside the Dallas Cowboys Stadium, inside AT&T Stadium, on the big jumbos, uh, ugh, on the big jumbo screen. And uh, that means that you will be having a lifetime of an experience, if I'm not mistaken.
2: Oh, man. I just to just, just be able to play FIFA on that thing, like, that'd be amazing.
0: I mean, what, what more could you want, right? And a lot of people are asking themselves, is Cowboy Dan going to be part of this?
2: Sadly, I will not be a part of this tournament. Why is that? Because I'm swamped with summer school homework.
0: Tell them the truth. The truth is because Cowboy Dan knows that he is better at the Nintendo Switch, and they do not have that console as uh, as a preferred console. This, this is scenario. true.
2: This, this is true. This is very true. If you want to see me hit the post 20 times in one game, play me in, in, uh, with the switch on FIFA.
0: But for those of you who are going to be entering in this, we do wish you the best of luck. If you guys are part of our listening audience, the whole Eagle Eye podcast boys will be behind you guys all the way. We know we have our good friend, Mr. Uh, Ricky from, uh, from, from the area at Thick Rick you guys want to know his at name. Uh, he's going to be there, so we wish him the best of luck uh, to everyone else who's participating. Let us know. Send us a tweet, and we will retweet you. We will wish you the best of luck. We will send positive vibes your way, and uh, we'll definitely, definitely be rooting for one of you guys, for one of our listeners to be able to make it to the final. That uh, I think that would be definitely something, something amazing. That'd be dope. That definitely would be. But aside from that, um, I mean, this game seems to be having a lot of hype. I I, I know that there's going to be kind of a viewing party. I, I guess, yeah, there is a viewing party, but there's a preview. And what's the best way to put it? There is a party before the viewing party, if that makes any sense, in which of some of the players will be making like appearances. Fest. Yes, there you go. A fan festival inside a restaurant in which some of the players will be making an appearance. So, I mean, they're really going out for this whole... For this whole uh, this game on Sunday, mm-hmm. how yeah, does that make you feel that you know you're gonna be part of that, and we're we're gonna try to make you as one of the guests for for that night.
2: And it's all in this great state of Texas.
0: Definitely, <laughs> definitely. So if you guys are down in the area, check it out. And uh, if you guys are gonna go to the stadium, go say hi. We will be sharing uh cowboy dance location at all time. We'll make sure he has his phone on uh share share my uh location with everyone so that uh, people can go down there, and take a picture with you guys, man. The people love you.
2: All right, cowboy hat, cowboy boots.
0: Yeah, cowboy, cowboy hat, cowboy boots. What more do you want, right?
2: Myself.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: and the cowboy himself to be there. Alrighty, yeah. well. Enough about the pregame show we do want to say thank you to everyone who's been making this a possibility for us I know you're excited and uh we'll we'll definitely get uh we'll we'll get to see all that great wonderful live coverage in action but uh now let's get and talk about the game itself because it's it's an interesting one because it really looks like it's uh, one of those games where you're like oh it's you know really whatevers but when you look at it. It could be a very, very good test for us, especially after playing Venezuela.
1: Mm-hmm. You know. Definitely. I mean, there's a there's a lot of a lot of known names here. You know, you have you know our 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 boy Renato Ibarra playing, you have Ener Valencia from Tigres, Angel Mena from Leon. You know, you have a couple names here that you, you're familiar with and you know their potential on the field. So it it should be it should be an interesting match for us, honestly. It definitely should be. It really really definitely should be a good interesting matchup.
0: And of course, you're gonna have Renato Ibarra there. Yeah, I said that. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I blanked that for a second, but
1: <laughs> yeah. that's all right. Don't worry. I thought, You're gonna I, thought, have, I thought you were gonna say Antonio Valencia because I kind of forgot the, the big star. But you know what? At this point, I don't even think he's that big of a star. Well, maybe I mean, he still is back home, but back home, he probably is. I mean, as a United fan for you, I don't know if you still view him as a, as a big star. I completely forgot he was even in the roster. Oh,
0: until I go. went to go play FIFA career mode and I was like, "He's still here?"
1: <laughs> there you go. Uh
0: but no, he's he's definitely someone to look out for. Renato um you know. Oh yeah, his brother too is going to be there. Yep. His brother. Should be interesting. Should be really interesting. Someone who actually America was linked to if I'm not mistaken,
1: right? Renato's brother? Uh yeah, but I think he fin- I think he's going to play in, in MX next year, right? I I I don't know. I didn't really keep up with that story because I knew it
0: was just it, it was it was just blown out of proportion. Mm-hmm. All right. But but um nonetheless look, though, it should should be interesting. It definitely should be. And and look, it's one of those games where you know if you got a certain lineup one day, you're gonna get a certain lineup the next day. And let's face it, it's gonna be rotation central for this. You're gonna see a new goalkeeper in the back, you're gonna see most likely 85 to 90% of that starting 11 from Wednesday on the bench with maybe the occasional one player here, one player there. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. So it's going like, to be like full JCO again?
0: Full JCO, only because at this point you only have two games. Two games to see every player, to see every outcome that you can possibly get. Two days to get a feel of your team before you have to make final cuts and submit your roster for the Gold Cup.
2: I don't. I don't really see it like that, though. To be honest, I don't, okay. Like, like I like, yeah. Like, I see like there's gonna be changes, obviously, but like, like you put, it, I mean, like eighty-five to ninety percent of it will be changes. Like, I don't think it'll be that much.
0: I think it will be. That's just me. I don't know. I don't think it will be.
2: I don't. know. I feel like you're right too. Exactly.
0: When have I ever steered you guys wrong?
2: A bunch and... of times. <laughs> <laughs>
0: But um regardless of that I mean I can see both games going down exactly the same way with Tata Martino implementing the style of play in both of those it's strictly or it kind of setting the tone for what is to come for the Gold Cup because he's a man that wants to see the right uh, the right game plan being kind of put to to good use. You know, He he's the type of person that wants to have his tactics in line. He's the type of, of manager that wants to make sure his team knows what they play for, how to play, and all that stuff. So I could definitely see uh, Tata Martino, you know, coming into this game and being like, okay, you got to play the same way my team, the you know, you guys were playing last Wednesday because I need you guys to play the same way next Sunday down in Los Angeles.
1: Mm-hmm. No, yeah it's yeah. all it's a system you know you have to get some some consistency going that's something we didn't have with uh with Juan carlos osorio and you know it, it showed at times when we played our matches and we just looked very 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 bad very unorganized and there's no no creativity no no fluidity in our game I think that's something Tata is gonna gonna come in and fix and I really hope it it shows it pans out over these uh two friendlies
2: yeah. and, and that, that's that's kind that's kind of why I me 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 personally like I'm feeling that there won't be as many changes as maybe like you're thinking of, because I feel like you'd want to stick somewhat close to what he, what he thinks is will be his starting 11 Uh, come, come against um, against Cuba in his first game of, of the group stages, because, you know, af- uh, after especially getting this one game under your belt, then you want to just keep that momentum to that consistency going into the next game with some of the players, some of the stars that you have in mind for that first game in the group stage. So, I mean, that that's, that's kind of my, my reasoning too and everything, but, you know, then again, it's kind of up in the air still for me with the lineup I mean, situation. I mean, well,
0: it, it's easy for us to speculate because we're on this side of the screen, but, it, you know, we'll have to wait to see what Tata Martino does. I mean, it's his job at the end of the day, right? So you don't hope that he's actually making the right calls and the right decisions, which, I mean, let's face it, he looks like he can. Whether or not, we'll have to wait and see. Mm-hmm. We'll definitely have to wait and see. But, I mean, I, I guess it's going to be also a good. Th- Good test whether or not we can keep up with some of the pace for some of these teams that we're most likely going to face. I mean, Ecuador is known to be fast. Yeah. You know, we just mentioned one of our own players, Renato Ibarra. I mean, could you see him tearing, tearing the field up and down? Yes, of course. But it's can you put a stop to him? In the back of my mind, I'm hoping no, because that just means more confidence for him, which means better Renato for the upcoming season. But, I mean, I'm just saying... <laughs>
1: No, but like hey, you, you said, it, no. I I feel like we're gonna match up well against this team, and you know, a true testament of of a different play style. You know, I, I mentioned before Venezuela kind of like that little bit of possession, but uh, possession type based team. Uh, as Ecuador is more is more speed, so you know you get two different play styles, and like Dylan said, I really hope that that keeps like, kind of that same formation to see where this team really lies when a play style change does occur. Okay, yeah, definitely. Definitely.
0: But with all that said, how would you guys uh, go and, and predict Mexico's result against Ecuador?
2: Mm, I think this is another 2-1 win.
1: Okay. I'm going to go a little bit less and say... Actually, I'm going to go with Dylan, 2-1.
0: You know what? And this is the first time I think we're all going to cons- uh,
1: agree on one result. I'm going to one also for. Okay, pause. I have a question for you, Ivan. How do you predict a win over Ecuador, but not a win over Venezuela? I think Venezuela is a much tough, tougher opponent. Really? Yeah. Very interesting. I'm
0: just. Interessante.
1: Mm. There you go. This is your host. <laughs> this is your host. <laughs> There you go for every, for every, for everyone wanting some Spanish. There you go.
0: Definitely. I mean, what could we say? You know.
2: No, what can you say is the question?
0: Well, because look, I, I'm looking at this Venezuela team, and I think they put more of a fight than the Ecuador team. We'll That's just I mean. me. That's just the way I'm seeing it. That's I mean.
1: I, respect I could be wrong, in Mexico. and
0: and Mexico wins four hundred to two, but I just I don't expect them to come out and really, because st- look, I don't see a lot of finishing potential in in Mexico. I don't see a lot of creativity going forward. Sometimes I see a lot of mistakes being made in the final third. Oh, God, it sounds like I'm freaking. Uh, I'm talking I'm about America, America. Uh, <laughs> 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 but I do see Mexico struggling because we don't have that creativity in the front that we lost due to injuries and players not wanting to come. And because of that, I think the team is going to, you know, hinge on what some players are capable to do and whether or not they're physically capable of playing every game in the gold cup. It's definitely going to hurt, hurt us in the long run, which is why in a game like this, you're going to see that same kind of that same problems that we might Uh, run into is if you if you guys say exactly what you said in regards to the lineup being almost similar in both games because he wants to have consistency you know he wants to have kind of an idea of how he's going to go into this gold cup well then what happens when you know one of your players two three of your players start getting winded and you don't have that big of a change to come in and what you're getting isn't close to what you had you know and they can't produce the same. Then what?
2: I think it depends on the situation too, no?
0: Yeah, but it's a situation that we're eventually going to have to <clears> wait <worry throat> to.
2: I guess we'll wait and see then.
0: Time will
1: tell. But, funny enough, we're all going with a 2-1. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think that might be the first time we all agreed on the score. <laughs> definitely. it definitely. I think it definitely has been. But... Um,
0: I think that does it for both previews of these two friendlies. Which reminder, these two friendlies are the last friendlies Mexico will have before having to make the final decision on their Gold Cup roster and then having to go and start the Gold Cup, which begins this Saturday, June 14th. Correct me if I'm wrong. I would have right. I think, uh, right. I
2: think, I think so. Yeah.
0: Wow. And here, here is what I call my co host. That's wrong.
2: June. June
1: 14th. June fifteenth. June fifteen, right? Yeah, I kinda exactly. I, I I thought it was June fifteen, but I didn't want to correct you and then make myself look dumb, so I just I just went with it. Uh-huh.
2: <laughs> he yeah. let yourself look dumb, Ivan. <laughs> 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 like,
0: <laughs> but that's my bad. Mexico starts their gold cup edition of this summer's tournament on Saturday, June fifteenth, which is coincidentally, a day before Father's Day. They'll uh, begin their first group stage match against Cuba in the opening game for... No, that's not the opening game for that group. Excuse me. I'm over here getting all my uh, information wrong. But that is the opening game for Mexico. It will be in Pasadena, which is uh, 30 minutes away from LA. So it's kind of that whole LA-Dallas kind of situation. Isn't mm. it? Delicious? I
2: don't know. Is it, diving? Mean, I don't
0: know. You can call it LA, I can care less to be honest. But it's gonna be down in Pasadena at the Rose Bowl, and uh, guess what? We'll be there live to cover the game for you guys as well. So, we want to give a huge, huge round of applause and a huge thank you to every single one of you guys who have supported the podcast, who have helped us grow, and who have given us a platform to be recognized to be able to go cover an event like the Gold Cup. This is phenomenal for us. This is sensational. We're going to be able to go down there. We're going to be able to cover the games live. We're going to be able to bring you guys up to date and live feedback, live updates. We're going to be down there. I'm going to make sure to get there early. Going to join all the tailgating. Going to get you guys pictures, interviews, all that good stuff. And we cannot wait to be able to bring you guys the best coverage possible For this 2019 Gold Cup in which we hope Mexico can find themselves lifting the trophy. Mm -hmm. That is the goal. That definitely, definitely is the goal. But we will be down there. I will be down there for the first game against Cuba. I hope to see as many, as many of you down there. It's going to be a phenomenal, phenomenal event. And uh, hopefully I get to meet many, many more of you guys.
1: We know, we know. Carlos is going to be there.
0: That is right. Carlos, you're going to be there. I'll Make sure to stop by, say hello to you, take some pictures, meet the family. And uh, I know a couple of uh, friends of mine who work with me and who I know are going to be down there as well. And uh, hopefully more people from the community, from the uh, from the Tree English community are going to be down there. And maybe we can get, uh, hopefully, a lot of good content out for these people. Mm-hmm. 100% agree. That is the goal as well. That is definitely the goal. Gentlemen. Anything else before we wrap up the show?
2: No, just get ready, excited for his friend. friendlies in the Gold Cup now. Yeah, it's been definitely.
1: I've, definitely I've been itching, itching for some soccer to watch. So, itching, uh, that looks
0: like you might have a rush. I'd go check a doctor. I, <laughs> I would agree with you, too. It's getting kind of red. Uh, but uh, again, this Sunday, if you're down in the Dallas area or the Arlington area, as Cowboy Dan would like to point out, make sure you guys go say hi to him check him out, say what's up, Um, you know, go grab the bull by the horns and see where it takes you. It definitely will be uh, an exciting, exciting process. For those of you who don't know this and maybe haven't followed us for that long, we've been doing this for about a year in which we cover nothing but uh, America and the Mexican national team in English. And we completely devote ourselves to bringing the best coverage possible whether it be via Twitter or uh, via YouTube in regards to our show. And if you guys want to hear more episodes or want to be more up-to-date with our latest uh, you know, a podcast, make sure you guys follow us on SoundCloud, iTunes, uh, Spotify, in which you guys can find us under the Eagle Eye Podcast. That is the EY Podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, and or Spotify. You guys can always keep us on the go and have us in your pockets so you guys can never miss a show for whatever reason whatsoever and get yourselves ready for this summer's L3 edition of the EY Podcast in which we hope to bring you a lot, a lot of good coverage. So make sure you guys check Cowboy Dan at Dallas at the AT&T Stadium. I know I said Dallas, Dylan. Stop looking at me like that. And... Uh, <laughs> Can't wait! Can't wait! Also, before we sign off, we do want to say again a huge, huge thank you to the Rosacamerica Americanista for opening their doors for us and bringing us a new opportunity to the table in which we are able to expand our coverage and reach more of an audience, more of a target audience, not only in Mexico but here in the United States as well. We're very excited to what this partnership is going to bring for both parties, and definitely. Definitely looking forward to what's to come, and uh, can't wait. Can't wait at all. And lastly, but not least, thank you to every single one of you guys who have followed us on Twitter as we have now reached over 1,000 followers. That is sensational, mind-blowing. We haven't even been two years at this, and we've grown so much. Gentlemen, I know we were all left in in kind of shock when it happened but can you guys give kind of a quick reaction as to how it felt to see so much support in such a short amount of time
2: it just it just shows too that our hard work started to pay off but like like you said i feel like none of it's possible without these people listening to us week in week out and you know just thank you all for it. um i never I, to be honest i didn't expect a thousand followers in with, with less than two years but you know i keep getting surprised <laughs> with this podcast.
1: Definitely, Christian. No, oh, yeah, I think don't take the words right out of my mouth. You know, it's uh it's I don't know. I wasn't all when it happened. You know, I with when when I joined we all had this, this this vision to to really grow and, you know, reach as many people as we can and to see it happen and, you know, this amount in such a short period of time. It's it's really amazing, extraordinary, and, you know, I just want to thank every single one of you guys for really supporting us because without you guys, you know, we, we, we wouldn't be doing this, and you know you guys just keep pushing us to work harder. So thank you.
0: Definitely. And well, we have a big announcement to be made in regards to that 1,000 followers as we will be doing a giveaway. Make sure you guys stay tuned to all our social media platforms. That is Instagram and Twitter. Make sure you guys stay tuned to that on, under the name Resaca America US and Instagram Resaca America underscore US. Make sure you guys stay tuned to all of that as we will keep you guys updated on what that big surprise is. but without further ado we won't keep you guys here any further any longer hope you hope you guys have yourselves a wonderful wonderful night make sure to keep an eye out for cowboy in arlington or dallas whatever you want to call it down at the at&t stadium christian dylan thank you so much for the time and thank you so much for the great coverage
2: oh thank you ivan
1: yes thank you for for being host i I do my best you know sure you do favorite time of the (laughs) week ivan you know that Favorite
0: time of the week, boys. All right, go get yourself some rest. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll see you guys very, very soon. Again, a big, big thank you to La Raza America for giving us this opportunity. We hope to bring you guys even more and better coverage along the way here on the Raza America YouTube channel. Again, follow us on Twitter, Instagram. DM us if you guys have any questions. And without further ado, this has been all. Until next time, take care. And as always, vamos Mexico. See you guys.